right now, I suppose I better welcome back Steve Vines. I, I thought you were going to say it's the magnum opus of CY Lone. No, <laughs> that's yet to come. Good to see you. Hope you had a good break. Good day, good day. Lovely. Well, I tell you what, there's only one thing we could possibly be talking about this morning. I mean, this is just earth-shattering news. It's been going on for a few days, obviously a f- few months, and but they've, only, they've been married for 12 years. I know, I know. Honestly, I... I could hardly bring myself to the studio today. I am so upset. I mean, what is Angelina going to do? I don't know. Oh, I know. I don't know. Get a smaller <sighs> house, except she can't, because she's no, got no, that 85 kids. millions of kids. I tell you it's, what, it's, we, it's a nightmare. Funnily enough, we weren't going to talk about that, but oh, I saw, you know, talk about these it first is the world world's problems. It's the most important event, yeah. yes. How could they divorce, said nobody from Aleppo. <laughs> I said, yeah. in, anyway, let's bring it closer to home. Yes, let's do that. Uh, you'll be happy to know that I empty-chaired you last week. A bit, because Adrian Brown, who's much better than you, came yes. on from Beijing. Yes, <laughs> right. <laughs> I will see him later and speak to him strongly. Behind the bike sheds. Yeah. Come on then, Steve. So here we go. Here we go. (laughs) Um, When you have a really, really big problem in government and you've been caught with your trousers very firmly down among the shoes and you know that there's been porkies flying around all over the place and the bloke in charge is at the centre of the scandal, what do you do? If you're the Hong Kong government, you dig a little deeper and make it that much worse. So, in case there's anybody listening to this... I think they know. They might, <laughs> they might have missed the scandal um, uh, surrounding the Yoon Long. Is it, is it yet a scandal? Let's be absolutely accurate well, about I this. Well, I think it is a scandal in the sense that so many lies have been told hmm. about why it is that a project to build public housing for 1,000... 700, I can't, I, I haven't got the figure in, a lot. in, in my head, um, has been scaled down to the extent it is, why it's been moved from place A to place B, who was involved in facilitating that move. And why what did we secret, only find out about it through the secret, blinking apple daily? Well, why did we find out? This is very interesting. Let's just go to that one point before we get anywhere else. What's going on in the government now, quite clearly, is that officials in the administration are so teed off with the way things are going at the top, that they're leaking material to the media. We wouldn't have known about this, definitely wouldn't have known about these secret meetings between these, these rural bosses and, and the government, particularly the head of government, CY Leung, unless somebody had leaked this material. There's no other way, is there? There's, There's no other way. I mean, you know, it doesn't come out of the ether. ESP. <laughs> yes. yes. Mystic, Mystic Meg. Mystic Meg says, oh, I believe there was a meeting in 2004, 2014, etc., yeah. etc. Et so now we know that these rural thugs, who are also known as rural leaders, went along to the chief executive and basically said, Oi. you're no mates learn. If you want to keep the few friends you've got, I've got a big stake in this property development, sorry, in this brownfield site where you want to put public housing. I've got an illegal car park on it, but incidentally, I don't want to hear from you about that because illegal doesn't apply to me. But what you need to do instead of developing a brownfield site is to kick out the residents of three villages because that will be more convenient, build a much smaller project and don't say anything. Quite a deal, eh? So then you get to the situation where this comes out, that these secret meetings were held. Leaked. And CY Lung very bravely tries to say, oh, well, that was sort of uh, to do with John Jung and uh, <laughs> Carrie Lam and um, 
Oh, yeah, and SpongeBob and, 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 and Mr. <laughs> Mr. Wong, who cleans the street, he is also fairly much involved. And you know, there was, shall we say, a small wave of disbelief about this. So he says, "I tell you what, tell you what, tell you what, my son, I, I'm going to, I'm going to hold a press conference." Now, actually, Si Wan doesn't like press conferences. He practically never does them. He likes what are known as stand-ups, in which you just say a couple of things and then you disappear, or he'll he'll get some. Um, oh God! I've got to get the right adjective here. Some sympathetic interviewer to do a one-on-one, uh, where you know the colour of the nose is rather brown as the interview goes on. Anyway, all of that he didn't do that. He actually was forced in this instance to have a full-scale press conference. And in the press conference, if you see, he's sitting in the middle and he's got a whole flank of officials on either side of him, including the aforementioned John Jung, who had been held responsible by him for these things. That's plainly his fault. And plainly his plainly fault. His fault. That moustache is a bit suspicious. Yep. So he goes along, and the idea is to say, you know, we're all a big united team. John Jung's looking there as though he'd been ordered to, to swallow his own vomit and, and lap it up. He did not look like a happy camper throughout the whole event. No eye contact. He wasn't between. going to be singing songs of praise after <laughs> he that. He was <laughs> not. You know, when directly asked, have you got a disagreement with the boss? He goes, um, you, I always agree with the boss. This, so, this is the bit I wanted to bring up. Can no, I do it now or do you want to carry on? Right, so, quoting our news guys yesterday... Um, he, he, you asked me if I agree with my boss. I don't know if this is English or Cantonese. You always agree with your boss. No question about that. And I just had this notion that he might have come out with an absolute multi, but at least double-pronged cracker there. You always agree with your boss. Now, that could be said to be one of the reasons why people laugh at this government. You always agree with your boss, nothing gets done, etc., etc. That could be one reason. Well, that's how authoritarian governments are run, of right. course. The- or it could have been that he was being a bit sarcastic. Bit sarcastic. Well, that's the other side of the coin, but let's stick, with, let's stick with the you always agree with your boss thing. Well, if you want to pick the words apart, you don't always agree with your boss. You pretty much always have to do what they tell you to, but it, in, what goes no, on inside in, your in, head in, can't in be a decent, policed. In a decently run government, what happens is you have proper debate yeah, sure. over issues. That's so, so my question, was he being sarky? Or, I mean, come on. But, but, what, but, but the whole extraordinary thing about this is, first of all, before we lose sight of this, actually, why was C.Y. Long involved in a, in a small district development matter in the first place? Number one. Number I two... I did wonder that, but I thought it was too naive to ask no, that question. I mean, you know, um, um, we, we, we've heard from other former government officials that, you know, this is just not what the head of government normally does. Why was he holding a, meet, a secret meeting with them? And then he claims that as a result of that meeting... Instead of scaling down the project, he decided that the project would be proceeding in phases. So people reasonably ask, oh, that's a government decision, is it? Well, where's the minutes for that? Oh, we don't have any records. Hang on. Hang on. They have Anybody records for... Who's, yeah, I mean, they have... Yeah, I mean, you know, if, if a Ministry of Officer C has picked their nose more than three times, there will be a record of that. There, is re- there are so, records for minutiae. Exactly. Trees have died so, for this. So, you know, trees have died, forests have been eradicated. I mean, you know... But the can fact- they go above Windows ME? <laughs> Forget about it. Yeah. Well, hey, that's above my pay grade. Mm. But the fact of the matter is that if there was... An iota of credibility to this bizarre story about how the project hadn't been scaled down. There would be a small forest full of papers to back it up. 
Why is there no such thing? Okay, okay. So, I mean, when you say that porkies have been told, I, I, I presume that we haven't seen all of them yet because I'm sure there's more to come out. And you know what? Because of the state of dissatisfaction within the, within the machine, within the government, I think there's people in there who are quite busy taking bits of paper home and <laughs> saying, uh, would you like to have a look at this? It had to be you that said that, didn't it? Big question here. You, you know, everybody's going, hmm, iffy, sniff, whatever. Are we on the verge of his Watergate here? I wonder. I mean, I have read things saying this will be the crucial thing. J- j- let's, let's remind ourselves of Watergate. Watergate, sorry, got, got to get that right, w- w- was a break-in to the Democratic Party. Yeah, it's a crummy in, analogy, in but you know what I mean. No, 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 but, 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 but look how it started. It started with what seemed like a fairly innocuous event. You know, at the time, nobody knew who'd ordered the break-in. Nobody knew that they were directly linked to the White House. But the first response of the crippled Nixon government was to lie about it. Gosh, is there any similarity between that and what's happening in Hong Kong? Actually, this event yeah. for Siwa Long is actually more substantial. It's, it, it, it's not a minor break-in. It's actually to do with one of the crucial aspects of his self-declared priorities, which is to increase the level of public housing. Yet he is the man... Which is a fair thing to do. Which is, which is admirable. Nobody's against it. But the fact is, he is the man who, when given the opportunity to do it in, in Wang Chao, he, he, he goes, tell you what, these rural bosses don't like it. One of them owns a lot of land. Tell and the you what, we'll scale park. it down. And, and the illegal car park. We'll, we'll scale it down. So, I mean, this actually goes to the very heart of his self-declared policy priorities. Policy priorities declared on one side, reality on another. Facts of the matter, not available, no paper trail, lies told, clearly. That, 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 that in itself blows my mind. There is never no paper trail. I mean, I just can't reiterate that enough. Well, they say there's <laughs> been an exchange of emails. Well, I have an exchange of emails with the bloke down the road. And, and, but and a six-year-old hacker worth his salt <laughs> could probably get into yeah. this. I mean, this is, this is, none of this is credible. So yeah. they're going to keep digging. You know what this government's <clears throat> going to do. Once it's gone down the porky road, it's going to be... The porky you, highway. It's going to be a three-lane highway. <laughs> Listen, here's another thing. I mean, this is, again, speculation, but in the light of yesterday, we have two bodies here who are not everybody's favourite top of list, and they're both a bit peeved right now, to say the least. Talking about leaking, don't you kind of expect sometime in the next days or weeks something really damning to be pulled out by certain chaps, perhaps, in the new territories. Well, I mean, this is entirely possible. If you remember, before the election, there was, a, there was quite a... Uh, the election, I mean, it's only the LegCo election. Um, there, there, was, there, was, there was a move by the Hen Yi Cook to run their own candidates until they were told by the bosses in Beijing they weren't allowed to do that, uh, who don't interfere in Hong Kong elections, incidentally, but they do direct who can and who cannot participate. They suggest, they just suggest. They just suggest, yeah. Over coffee. So, so, you know, it was a pretty good indicator that they were very unhappy with how things were, wanted to run their own candidates. Incidentally, I think we now know that they would have been completely defeated because, actually, the Hongi Cook doesn't represent the rural community whatsoever. It represents a tiny proportion of the rural community. I mean, how did... Eddie Chu get the largest number of votes in the new territories, or in Hong Kong, actually, 
precisely because he stood up against them. He stood up against them. He put his head above the parapet and said, look, I'm going into LegCo to fight against these people. So the Cook, in fact, had they run a candidate, I think they would have been defeated. They can only, of course, get elected in their, their own little rotten borough where they run... Oh, that's right, just one candidate. There isn't ever an election. Oh, and it can be anybody called Lau. Anybody. No. It could have been Rabinovich or something. <laughs> no, no, so, don't think so. <laughs> so the no, would there be a notion th- that they owed the Hong Kong government one after being stopped in their tracks? Possibly. You know, it's a scoreboard here, Steve. Well, it, or, or it might have been... Um, that 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 CY Lung is slightly worried about whether the bosses will allow him to run for a second term as chief executive next year, and he would like to have the rural bosses on side, because so many people are are, are looking at him and going, "Ooh, I don't know about that." Back to this issue specifically, the press conference yesterday, the whole deal. We ain't seen nothing yet, possibly. I, I really don't... If, if, if anybody thinks this is the end of this saga, they must be seriously my... Morning Brew for a Thursday with me, Phil Whelan, and Steve Vines. Well, yeah, I'm still here. Yes, <laughs> um, imparting the knowledge. <laughs> and, and, and I don't want to keep going on about this um, uh, Wang Chao thing because right. people are getting a bit fed up with it. Change. There is, there is another aspect to it which I don't think we can gloss over, which is the level of thuggery and violence that seems to be enveloping the way that politics is being conducted in the new territories you've had these death threats against eddie chu the newly elected legislator who's standing up to the hungy cook we now see that six chaps famous for wearing dark glasses and having a dubious and haircuts. a hood over the head i don't know how they recognized them <laughs> i just don't know i don't know how you fit the sunglasses under that <laughs> either amazing. but anyway um have uh, uh, been arrested um for making death threats, allegedly making death threats against Eddie Chu. Well, what's interesting about this is it looks like, uh, um, you know, the Hong Kong police are doing a poor imitation of the last scene in Casablanca when Captain Louis Renault says, uh, knowing full well that nothing will happen, round up the usual suspects. <laughs> uh, so what we know now is, yes, they will round up the usual suspects, but will the people who ordered the usual suspects they never do, to engage in this thuggery, be fingered. I mean, you know, it's it one, ain't gonna happen, it's is one it? contact, another contact, another... Yeah. For that very reason. Yeah. Yeah. But, I mean, you we know... We saw it on the whole but, thing when, when Albert got chopped all But as ago. ever, I mean, you know, if you're determined to find them, you can find them. Mm. You know, the biggest drug cartels in the world mm. have much more sophisticated... Um, levels of intermediaries between themselves and the people dealing the drugs on the streets yet when they really decided you know to go over to go after for example Pablo Escobar they went after him Mm. so it's a question of will it's not a question of means so the question is do they have the means to eliminate the people who order these thugs out on the streets. I don't know, to Steve. Make politics Likely, more, more, more but these dangerous. are going to be some heavy hitters whose names we may well know. We may as w- businessmen. We, I'm sure they're perfectly respectable because they don't get their own immaculately manicured hands dirty on these matters. Yeah, it's it's always interesting. It's not just here. Whenever the public kicks up about something that's happened, all of a sudden, you know, four blokes in handcuffs appear. Yeah, is that easy? Yeah, house to house. Yeah, and and. You know, as we say, it's it's round up the usual suspects. I, men- it's, it's, I, I mentioned Albert Chang back in 1998. You remember that whole thing when he came to work one morning and he got walloped? Yeah. And it's highly likely that the bloke who actually did it was off over the border on a motorbike within about 20 minutes. So that's one level completely gone. You can't... Well, you know, 
that they they, they 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 arrested and convicted two people for attacking Kevin Lau of, of, of uh, Mingbao. But you know, it, it, it defies all logic to believe that they initiated that attack. Have on you, their own. Have you ever known in your journalistic career in Hong Kong the main man get lifted for something like that? No. I, I, well, I, I said no very quickly. I'm, I'm now having another thing. I, I can't think of one let me, offhand. Let me remind you of a certain magazine you used to run. There was a case, that a very famous case, and you guys pretty much knew damn well who, who signed the cheques, but you stopped short of that, didn't you? You remember in Spike. Yeah. I mean, you had to. You have to, because, um, you know, unless you actually have something resembling real evidence. It's very difficult. You published but, you a know. shadow on the cover. Do you remember? You <laughs> must remember. I do remember this, yes. But but the fact of the matter is that, you know, uh, yeah, and we're just mid-journalists, you know, what do we know? Okay. But, but you know, we don't have the, 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 the whole paraphernalia and capabilities of a law enforcement agency. Hmm. So, you know, it's quite clear. What good does it do... To lift the grunts, what good does it do it, to lift it, the threatens well, and the axe wielders? It, it, it gives it gives the administration something to say. It says we are dealing with this, mm. and you know they are dispensable. They don't add that word. They are dispensable. But you know there is something very very bad going on in the new territories. There's a level of intimidation and violence. In fact, in in um, that village in Wang Chao, there was another man who turns out to be a Lingnan University lecturer who was chopped the other day, you know... That was in the news this morning, yeah. It should be on the news this morning, because, it, 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 you know, it could, have been a, uh, uh, it could have been an unrelated incident. Seems unlikely. Could have been a case of mistaken identity. Seems a bit more likely. Could have been part of a, you know, a more generalised level of violence, political violence. Mm. And all of these people... I think it's worth just stressing this. All of these people in the pro-government camp who've been talking about the violence of the anti-government opposition, it's never reached this level no. of chopping people, issuing death threats. So, you know, they want to look inside their Trample own front... Trample their flower bed, they I think is the worst They want to look inside their own front door before hanging around with these wild accusations well, of violence. This is what I was on about before the news. This, this thing's going to escalate one way or another. And there are, I say somebody somewhere, there are people somewhere who are in possession of some really juicy information. And I just feel that somewhere soon, it's going to come out. Some in really, a newspaper really, near you. Really good stuff. Probably called the Apple Daily. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, I, I, I'm very sure of it. Mm. Because the, the, the problem with the way that C.Y. Leung handles problems is to go into denial, going from denial to, you know, Mark II, which is um, shading the truth, going to Mark three of um, shading the truth but doing it, you know, louder. And there's people sitting in the government. I mean, there's a lot of good people in the Hong Kong administration. They just don't happen to be at the top of it. You know what the next thing's going to be? The pinnacle of this <coughs> is going to be a humble apology. Oh, well, the humble apology. Humble yeah, apology, humble. pragmatically. Yes. I'm just trying to think. We had a humble apology. We always have a humble apology. Yeah, we do. That's true. And yeah. somehow that's supposed to... That's, that's supposed to say <laughs> Often with a little bit of water coming out the eyes. Yeah, that's got to be done. Yeah, water out of the eyes, always good. A good sword falling. Yes, and, then, good. And, then, and then we're and, all and set then up we're again. All clean, yes. Anyway. Next. Well, talking of um, government officials, we haven't heard from Hong Kong's worst hairstyle for a long time, a.k.a. Eddie... <laughs> 
Well, never trust a man with a comb brush over, that's what I say. But um, Eddie Young, the, the Education Secretary, who, who's taken the brave decision to stop the subsidy scheme for school children. Let's make sure we get this right, because he said there were other subsidies. No, he says, and I will there quote his things. exact words, Go on, it's a rearrangement of resources. I love that. I mean, these bureaucrats, where do they get these from? Different budget. A rearrangement of resources. In other words, no books. One of the great joys of education, and don't give me that the, the, the computer age has destroyed it, is introducing children to books. I honestly don't think that the world has changed so much that, that, that introducing children to the joys of reading books has somehow mm. gone into complete as Eddie Ung would have us believe, complete disarray. Incidentally, this is the man who says he reads at least, get this, 30 books per month. That means he reads one book a day. No wonder, if that's even vaguely true, he hasn't got any time for the work of the Education Bureau. It's I mean, I'm an avid reader. I wouldn't claim to read 30 books a month. It's I mean, bit, that's all. It's... Bit of an odd one, this, Steve. He compared reading books to having meals, calling it a part of life. Now, it's not just about the hardware, is it? It's like, no. well, kids are, uh, are all online and stuff these days. Um, it's, as you say, it's a completely different thing. It's tactility, it's learning how to handle things, it's yeah. all of the and above. It, and it's appreciation of, of, you know, the value of the written word. It's not a disposable object. He said many of them now resort to electronic devices yeah, and there was yeah, no yeah, longer yeah. a great need to purchase printed yeah. books. It's funny that, 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 that he managed to do this without actually... He claims he did consult all the schools about it, but yet another porky. I mean, the school principals who've been interviewed on, on the airwaves don't seem to have been involved in this consultation. And he just airily says, well, anyway, you know, when we have a consultation... Um, uh, 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 oh, I read 30 books a month. I'll tell you what, Steve, seriously, if, if we were to take this as read, <laughs> if we were to take this exactly as we see it, in 20 years' time, do you know what the most profitable business to be in in Hong Kong would be? Optician. I'm serious. Well, it's already quite a profitable... I mean, it, 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 honestly, I think this is... It, it's actually relatively small sums of money compared with the government's overall budget. And it's another one of these stupid, unnecessary, aggravating cuts that really upsets the teaching community. I think it's really upsetting parents. They don't feel very loved And it deprives moment, children of something which they should have. Ladybird books. Lady the best thing since sliced bread. Well, you know, you think of the generation of kids who've been introduced to books through Harry Potter. Whatever you think about Harry Potter. No, it's great. But, you know, don't tell me that kids aren't interested in buying Harry Potter books. But, Look at the queues outside bookshops but, when a new one came onto oh, the market. Oh, it's massive. But the thing is, is this lame... This, this, when anybody uses this one, this lame comparison between electronic device, devices, we're talking about five and six and seven, year, whatever, year olds here. Electronic devices, do you really... Do you really want well, you know, do, do you really think... I, I understand why people like Edding don't like the written word, because so much of it doesn't follow the party line. That's what they don't like. They don't and really... It can't be changed. Uh, yeah. You know, the trouble with books is, you know, some of them aren't following the line. So, you know, let's get rid of the books. Well, look, let's chuck the politics out for a second. I really feel for kids who can't just get their hands on a good old book. Particularly, you know, I mean, what the, the subsidy scheme focuses on lower-income families. Mind you, textbooks are rubbish, Steve. I mean, we, well, textbooks you know, let's are rubbish, be honest. But that's not what they're really talking about. These, these, these are books for leisure reading. Mm. This, actually, this does not involve textbooks. Well, that makes it even worse. It then. makes it far worse. 
So, you know, if you come from a middle-class household where there are books on the premises, or even not a middle-class household, you just come from a household, household where there's books on the premises, you are likely to be interested as a child to pick them up. That's my personal Could you really? Experience. Can you imagine sitting there with your kid teaching them to read, and going saying, letter by letter on a blinking iPad? Yeah, exactly. Where's the romance? Exactly. And where's the, as I say, where's the instilling in these young minds of the importance of the written word? I'm still not convinced that, that, well, I'm not convinced. I was going to say, I'm not convinced that he's made a case for this. He hasn't even bothered to make a case. He's just come out with some bureaucratic platitude well, what, let's see, about why would, a realignment why, of resources. Why would, some, why would resources be realigned? Why would, look, why would that money be yanked? What you can do with it? Here it is in your hands. Exactly. I'm curious. Yeah, now, what I, do you I think? don't know. don't know. We haven't been told. We haven't been told, so we don't know. It probably just goes back into the general education bar- budget and will be used for a new and bigger National Day celebration. And bit, I, and bit by bit, it's taking the, the kudos, if you like, yeah. out of the, the I mean, you being look a teacher. The, you look at the crisis in Hong Kong of book publishing. Where yes. now How many can, have we got left? Well, how, how many bookshops can you go into now and find a book in Chinese, in English you can still do it quite easily, in Chinese, that is critical of the mainland government. I think I can give you the number, one or two, Mm. literally. I I have some friends in the publishing business, they're about to shut down. Can you blame them? Well, they have no choice. Their distributor is closing down. Yes. The, The bookshops won't take the books. They have no outlet. They cannot carry on in this business. So, you know... What, what, what can you say about this? But because of this, bookshops in general are So, are in fact, down. the arrest of the publishers, from the mainland's point of view, was quite a big success. It has intimidated all the rest of them into chucking the books off the shelves. Well, this is true. You don't have to be a trained assassin to sell books, do you? These are yeah. normal people. Yeah, yeah. And, and, you know, I mean, I know that most bookshops in Hong Kong are now owned by mainland companies, so they wouldn't carry those books or anyway. Singapore. Well, that that bookshop's in trouble. Well, that's what I'm saying. It's a yeah. similar deal. Yeah, but I think that's in trouble for, for different reasons. Mm-hmm. But anyway, but, you know, the fact of the matter is that um, these books are now very hard to obtain can you in get Hong a, Kong. Can you get them off the big boys online? The, the, yes, you can, I suppose. I, I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know that. But I, mean, I assume you can. I just wondered if, you but, know, but it's still the, available. The, the, in, in the Chinese publishing business, most books are sold directly from bookstores. They're not sold online. Mm. Time for one more. Let's very quickly just just talk about what what I regard as a good result coming out of the district court yesterday when the three defendants, Joshua Wong, Alex Chow and Nathan Law, were able to have their original convictions upheld despite the Department of Justice's attempt to put them straight into jail. Now, they were involved in an act of civil disobedience and nobody doubts that, you know, if you are involved in this sort of thing, you accept yeah. legal penalty. That's how it goes. Department of Justice now has decided that, you know, what we really need to do is start making making object lessons of people who do this and going beyond normal practice in sentencing. It doesn't work. It doesn't tend to work. All credit to the magistrate who wasn't intimidated by this. And, you know... At the moment, the judiciary is clinging on. I really use that term, clinging on to its independence yeah. and exercising it. What I fear greatly is that there will, the next thing we'll hear of is a purge within the judiciary because 
it goes on everywhere in Hong Kong nowadays. Mm. You've still got magistrates, people in higher courts, judges in higher courts, who basically have this bizarre view that the rule of law should be followed. Mm. Mm. Where does that come from?